Praise God. Welcome to Genesis 1 Christian Ministry. Pastor Michael Cobb here. Why not tarry a while as we partake of the word of the living God? Please stay tuned for today's message. Today's date is uh, January 15th. Uh, that's the time that I'm making this recording. And I'm just sitting here thinking that, gee whiz, it just seems like the holidays were just here. And here we are already halfway through the month of uh, January. I also realized that, <clears throat> excuse me, now that my children are back in school and the holidays are behind us, I see the activity in my household finally returning to its more quote-unquote studious mode. Now, you know, don't misunderstand what I'm saying now, okay? Uh, I'm not implying that my kids are such paragons of uh, exquisite study habits, you know, that they're just um, perfect in their their study ways. Uh, My kids, like most children, if they didn't have uh, a set of established guidelines constant encouragement uh, from my wife and I, um, I'm fairly sure that they could find many, many other activities, you know, besides homework and study, to keep them busy until uh, until dinner time came around. But like most parents, my wife and I, we have to, uh, we have to keep tabs on them, of course. We have to keep tabs on them to make sure that they are indeed studying and doing their homework before any TV starts. We have to uh, make sure that we keep after them to make sure that homework and uh, all of the other school-related subjects are indeed completed before they start pursuing any other leisurely type of um, activities in the house. Well, the revelation of the fact that my household was finally returning to normalcy, if you will, with the children back in school, it caused me to start thinking about their courses of study in school. Now, I'm not talking about, like, you know, what colleges should they be be going to. Uh, Thank God we've crossed that bridge uh, with our kids. Uh, I mean, not, not that they finished college already, all of them, but we've certainly talked about where they should be heading in terms of their, their uh finishing educations and what their goals in life are and what they want to be when they become adults and so forth. Uh, I'm not just talking about those that kind of um, thinking in terms of their courses of study. What I am thinking about, however, which is much more important, is how are their academic courses of studies taking them towards what we want them to be in Christ Jesus? How are their, or I should say, more importantly, the question is, 
are their academic courses of study going to detract from or will they complement their Christian studies? After all, through our church and Bible studies at home, our children are being taught how to live in this world in Christ Jesus. One must consider, are our children today being taught to approach life with a sterile, uh, almost clinical, you know, just the facts, ma'am, just the facts, ma'am, kind of attitude? Are we, are our children being taught that if they attain on their own, of course, if they attain knowledge, that that is all that they will ever need to make it in this world? You know, there is so much focus on educating our children relative to their um, attaining a good, strong knowledge base. But in addition to knowledge, there is another extremely important attribute that is required by every single one of us. In addition to knowledge, we must understand that we live in this world but we cannot get through it just based on knowledge alone. What is that attribute that I am referring to? That attribute that is so extremely important for us to make it in this world? That attribute is vision. Our world, our world has entered into the information age, okay? We have the internet, the world wide web, uh, that super information highway that's out there. Uh, information is coded and decoded. We have tons and tons of information. We're living in an information age. Never before has humanity known so much. I recall reading an article once that said that um, the rate at which knowledge has been attained by man within the last century alone, within the last 100 years, far exceeds the rate of accumulated knowledge for all of recorded history. Amen? In the last 100 years, man has accumulated more knowledge than he has at, at, at such a rapid pace. That pace far exceeds the rate of accumulated knowledge for all of recorded history. Yet as Moses and the Israelites discovered at Kadesh Barnea, possessing facts does not necessarily lead to wisdom. For that, we need leaders with vision. Our children in school today are our leaders of tomorrow. Let's just go to Numbers uh, chapter 13. And I'm just going to read quickly from verse 2, and then I'm going to jump down to verses 17 through 20. But in Numbers 13, uh, well, I'll start at 1. It says, And the Lord spoke unto Moses, saying, and then verse 2, Send thou men that they may search the land of Canaan, which I give unto the children of Israel. Of every tribe of their fathers shall ye send a man, every one a ruler among them. And then it goes on to describe the various tribes and the tribe of Simeon, Judah, and so forth. And then if you go down to verse 17, it says, And Moses sent them to spy out the land of Canaan, and said unto them, Get you up this way into the, into the Negev. Actually, in King James Version, it says, Go southward, um, and go up into the mountain. Verse 18, And see the land, what it is, and the people who dwell therein, whether they are strong or weak, few or many. And what the land is that they dwell in, whether it is good or bad, and what 
cities they are that they dwell in, whether in camps or by strongholds. Verse 20, and what the land is, whether it is fat or lean, whether there is wood therein or not, and be ye of good courage and bring of the fruit of the land. Now the time was the time of the first ripe grapes. And it goes on to talk about, of course, how the, uh, the, the, the uh, men went in and, quote-unquote, spied out the land. Well, apparently, only two of the men that Israel sent to spy out the land of Canaan were visionary leaders. The rest became depressed by their, quote, data, close quote. Unlike the English term spy, uh, I'm sorry, I, actually the English term spy is a bit misleading. The 12 tribal representatives were not engaged in uh, cloak and dagger type of uh, espionage. They were more like explorers and land surveyors. Many of the details of their work are laid out in Numbers uh, chapter 34 and became the basis for apportioning the land some 40 years later. But as Numbers chapters uh, 13 through 14 show, even though these men had the technical skill to assess the lay of the land, most of them lacked the vision and courage needed to take hold of it. Despite God's repeated promises to help his people by driving out the Canaanites, these men lost faith in God. Indeed, they even lost faith in themselves. For I quote from Numbers 13, verse 33, we were like grasshoppers in our own sight. Thus, the 12 experts read the same data, but 10 reached a different conclusion than the other two. What was the difference? Vision was the difference. All 12 could see that this was indeed a land flowing with milk and honey. Okay, they, could, they all agreed on that. Likewise, all 12 could see the powerful forces uh, that they had to overcome if they were to take possession of the land. But 10, 10 could not see past those immediate obstacles. The other two did. Only the other two could see beyond those immediate obstacles. They were looking to a God who was more powerful than all of the Canaanites put together. I mean, after all, had not God defeated the Egyptians? Those two were looking at a God who had pledged himself to deliver the land to his people. Well, today's world cries out for leaders with vision. Over the years, I have worked with many corporate CEOs and, uh, and, and presidents of our organizations. I've attended and participated in countless numbers of uh, executive seminars in the business world, and I've, oh, I've published and presented many papers on quality management. You may be familiar with TQM, Total Quality Management, and Organizational Dynamics on both the East and West Coast and, and, and up in Canada and so on. Now, I'm not saying this to uh, build myself up and talk about my resume and, and my uh, uh, achievements and accomplishments. I'm merely pointing this out to say that God had me there for a reason. During those years, God was showing me that what was missing in the corporate world and what man is searching for in today's business circles is based on biblical truth. In this burdened economy with downsizing, right-sizing, you can call it anything you want, with people being laid off and, and so forth, corporate leaders across the country and the world for that matter 
are saying that the only way to survive into the 21st century, that is if Jesus should tarry, is to have leaders with vision. Leaders with vision. They clearly understand that a corporate president or CEO with a lot of knowledge is simply not good enough in today's world of business. It, is, it will not suffice for a CEO or, or a CFO or anyone that is heading up the organization or any major portions of that organization to be simply well-versed technically in what they do. I am seeing now in corporate circles that even the accountant that is out there, it is required that he have some other skill. He needs to be more than just the quote-unquote bean counter. Having technical expertise is not enough anymore. The more successful and progressive organizations that I've worked with and see today, they, they all talk of establishing and believing in a corporate vision that is put forth by their corporate leader. You may have seen in papers, if any of you out there uh, read or, um, business type and organizational dynamic type manuals, you'll always see where corporate leaders today are talking about issuing vision statements so that the rest of the organization can follow that leader's vision for where that organization is going. We as Christians have a leader, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And any executive leader who is also a Christian has Lord Jesus as the leader of that corporation. And everything that I hear of in the business world where vision statements are referred to, the only way that that organization can turn around and have the employees follow and make that organization run like a finely welded or oiled machine is to have those people believing in that vision as put forth by their leader. Well, Jesus Christ is our leader. Jesus Christ gives us our visions for our respective jobs ministries in this world. There is no lack of knowledge or data in this world. In this age of computers and multimedia reporting, data is presented to us in all shapes and forms on a daily basis. But the question remains whether we interpret the data according to our own human lim uh, limitations or whether we factor in the power and promises of God. If we don't factor in God's power and promises, we are doomed like Israel, to aimless wandering. This is the world that is being handed over to our children. If we as parents do not cultivate the concept of vision building in our children, they too shall wander. We must constantly encourage and remind our children that true knowledge and wisdom begins with and comes from God. They can have all of the academic qualifications in the world, but if they are not taught that the only way they will succeed, that is succeed by God's standards, is by knowing and trusting in God, they will fail. They most certainly will fail. We must teach them to have Lord Jesus in the center of their studies and in the center of their lives and teach them how to seek the Holy Spirit for guidance, for wisdom, and the visions and all that they attempt to do.